This is Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys. This podcast is sponsored by The Forward. Stay up to date with unlimited access to news, culture, and opinion all through a Jewish lens. And for our listeners, for 2NJB listeners, get six months of The Forward for only $10. That's 67% off. An exclusive subscription offer for our listeners, forward.com slash 2NJB, and get six months for 10 bucks. Also in collaboration with Arutz Sheva, IsraelNationalNews.com. And last but not least, in collaboration with Australian Jewish News, check them out at AJN.TimesOfIsrael.com. We have a viewer. It's you, though. We got two. Oh. It's you and me. <laughs> no. Maybe you and my mom. <laughs> But check the sound. I think it sounds good. It sounds good, guys. Delay. We, we, delay. You gotta, no delay. you gotta bear with us. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, it's good. good. It good. Oh, you gotta bear with us. So cool. we're, 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 you know, we're doing this for the first time. No, no, first time on YouTube. No, live. I don't think so. I think it's the first time we're live on YouTube. I'm not sure. Okay. I don't think so. Maybe. Maybe not. Uh, we've been live on Facebook. Come on, man. Let's make it like a first uh, yeah, time thing. First It'll time. be more exciting. Yes. Right? First time. 2NJB. Live, live on YouTube. Violating all quarantine yeah. laws. No, I live here. This I live downstairs. Oh, uh, yeah. You moved in. You're on the couch now. Meters. Yes. Yeah. So the people at the Central Committee of Distancing can <laughs> can rest assured that all the ministry of distance taking place tonight are according to regulations book. protocol all all yes we have our permits on us our, actually our past curfew permits no but you know radios operate right tv news it's it's it's, uh, it's a vital vital yes it's, it's imperative that we get our that we get our news yeah yeah our shitty news anyway so, but on on a better note yeah celebrating yeah celebrating you moving out no celebrating oh. most what? importantly what five hundred thousand downloads oh, right yeah yeah yeah. half a million downloads yeah people. not including youtube watches not including so it's like at least five hundred thousand and twenty yeah five hundred thousand twenty downloads. wait 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 21 Woo, guys thank you so much for yeah. bearing with our shenanigans for so long. Half a million downloads. Yeah. That's uh, quite a number. It's Very a, impressive. It, it is a number. Like that 80, is for sure. I would say 75% are coming because of me. But your 25% is very impressive. Hey, man, my 25% <laughs> is is holding down it's the fort. It's the root. <laughs> it's the meat. It's the meat, yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, 500,000. Pretty amazing. Okay. Talking points. <laughs> All right, cool. Moving Done on. Done with that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so elections are coming up in yeah, America. Yeah, they are. You, you have a right to vote, right? Yeah, but we always talk about this. I, mean, it's, I think we've talked about this. I don't have a... Always. Once... I don't what? have... In 2016. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> shows how long once. we've been around. We talked about it once. Uh, four years ago. No, I think we talked about it in between. But basically, there's no point in me voting. I think I'm not exactly sure exa- when they count the absentee ballots. Alabama. Mm. Um, 
I think is the last place of residence. Maybe Atlanta. But either way, both of them pretty much go red. Mm-hmm. Um, so no point. Yeah, but if I would vote red anyway. Uh, you'd vote they're not, Trump. Neither of them are really a swing state. No, but so. if you lived in Florida, yeah. if you had the Florida... But then again... The Wait, ish, you'd yeah. vote Trump. I'd vote Trump, yeah. Absolutely. Tom, Tom, Tom. Oh, come on. It's not a big surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you vote for? Well, if you could vote. I, I'd vote for In, Trump. Yeah. It's. I yeah. mean, there's no other option. No, not really. He's, he's kind of a, a, an asshole. And, uh, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> and he's... he's but he's, he's, he's our... He's like unpalatable. He's an asshole. He's, he's but out. it's our asshole. Exactly. <laughs> he's my asshole. Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> no, but... Yeah, because... Look, we gotta think about our interests here. It's a very cold-blooded... Calculated Calculated move. move. Yeah. As Israelis, we have an interest him to be elected president that's what's great about western civilization right is we get to make disinterested decisions you don't have to think about religion or ideology or you just what's good for me yeah. all self-interest yeah we're so selfish me. yeah me 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 but uh but i think it's a no-brainer the debate wow <laughs> it was impossible to watch it was just the it was just like it was a hurricane. Mm -hmm. They were both just nonstop talking. You couldn't make any any sense of anything, in my opinion. I think Trump made a mistake that he talked way too much. He like drowned out his own moments. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like he shot should've himself in the foot. Biden just talk his nonsense. He should have. Yeah, one himself. one. There were moments where there was silence that he could have let the silence carry on and it would have made more of a statement, you know, when he like pressed him on certain matters, you know, why aren't you going to, um, why aren't you going to talk about whether you're going to stack the courts? It was one of the questions, the Supreme court and Biden didn't have an answer. It's just, I'm not going to talk about, it's like, well, let him, you know, stumble over his own words. One, there were moments of silence and two, there's that, that Biden thing where he like, Mumbles. He just starts talking nonsense. You yeah. can't make any, right? Yeah. Like a hundred, a hundred uh, years were lost this year or something. He said, mm -hmm. "It's like what?" Um, but you didn't, you didn't notice it because Trump was just like nonstop. It yeah. was like a, it was like a rapid fire machine gun. Yeah. I hope. Do you, are you for the new regulations they want to put in the debate, like where they're shutting down, want to shut down microphones or stuff like that? Oh yeah, I sent you that that picture, right? Where it would have been, there was there's this picture from like I don't know, I think it might be like a 1950s debate or something, but uh, but they both candidates are in these soundproof boxes. Mm, yeah, I think it would be I think it would be beneficial, but it seems to me just kind of like what have we come to if we have to do that, right? Yeah. It's just, yeah, I don't know. The moderation was also kind of shoddy. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, I hope there's another debate. I hope there's another one. Looks like there's going to be. Yeah, although um, they say that the influence of debates isn't that big. Yeah. Like the people going in that like Trump like Trump. The people yeah. that go in like Who's going to win, though? It's not... Hard to <laughs> tell. Like, I, I sent you um, the Nate Silver yeah. poll. <laughs> 
like, his website. Like five percent Trump wins. Yeah, one hundred and twenty percent Biden wins. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, like someone tweeted it. And well, polls say Biden has won the election. Yeah, yeah. like it's like what? Yeah, it's it. it all the polls, like, you have two kinds of polls, right? You have the the polls of the popular vote, which we already um, understood that it's meaningless because Trump lost 3 million, so he could have, he might as well lose the popular vote, vote in 5 or 6 or 7 million yeah, um, because of the electoral system. Um, and, so, and the others are, you know, they show polls various polls i just saw a poll that gives him a tie in florida for example yeah i'm I'm not sure which one it is but it all comes down to like five states and nobody really knows what's going to happen so so there's this historian i like to tune into victor davis hansen and he actually talks about the fact that if you look at the polls that were i mean take the polls that were more or less accurate in 2016 and look at those like rasmussen apparently was pretty accurate in 2016 okay. and when you look at those then trump is either equal to biden or within the margin of right. error like three percent right. or whatever and many i just heard an interesting statistic that um 30 percent of um of democrats are intending to go out and actually vote at, at the ballots instead of the alternatives, whereas fifty-five percent of Republicans are eager to go out and actually vote, yeah. which is important because who knows what's going to happen with the non-direct um, voting yeah. techniques, right? Who knows yeah. what's going to end up with those? So like enthusiasm to actually go out and vote is very important, and um, that's that's where. I think in the end of the day, many people might think that Biden is winning for sure because of all the polls and what the media says. Mm -hmm. And then they'll stay at home. They say to themselves, why should I risk dying from COVID yeah. uh, when I know it's it's a done deal? Yeah. And maybe that will... I think also the problem is that a lot of the polls look at like the national level, you know, and nationally some of these polls were accurate for hillary i mean she won the popular vote by like three percent or whatever but, but that's not the, relevant the democrats that's, had that the, doesn't make a difference for america it's the electorate vote you yeah. need to look at the states yeah if the democrats had a more normal candidate though would you even consider like bloomberg or i don't know no someone no because i think the democrats have so i'm sorry to say but the, i think the party has sold out trump has a point when he pressed him also in the debate like oh well there you go you've lost uh, all the aoc voters and the bernie sanders vote i mean bernie sanders co-wrote the platform with uh i don't know who else i think it was maybe elizabeth warren or whatever but he co-wrote the platform that, that biden is running on so biden's kind of sold out i think to these like extreme left politicians and groups he refuses to condemn Antifa and BLM and these and Trump riots with the racists. and the violence. Trump, if you listen to him, if you read the transcripts, uh, like he's not, he's not refusing to condemn. Like they asked him in the debate, "Will you condemn white supremacists?" And then uh, the headlines the next day were, he, "Trump refuses to condemn." His answer to "Would you uh, condemn white supremacists?" was sure. Yeah, he never, <laughs> like, but he ne but he never did do it. Although, no, but that is doing it. No, 
What, what do you no. what no how is that no, no. but no. You know, hold on Wait. hold on no but if you refuse to condemn white so this is a basically yeah, there's a middle, middle ground there no, he didn't basic... refuse but he never condemned also that he just no, okay. didn't he asked he, you either you ask someone will you condemn and you say yes that means i condemn mm. it's a link it's it's a th- when i say yes to something it means i do that thing. no but he there he, there's a different between Wait, because he didn't you, finish the sentence there are two different questions do you condemn or and will you condemn right those are two different questions if i ask you do oh, you condemn and you say yes no and that's just semantics no it's not semantics yeah, it's, it and if you say will you condemn you say yeah, yes I what will. they got caught on was him saying uh proud bro Proud Boys uh, stand down and stand right. by. Yeah. Right. But he did condemn. Um, uh, I saw a debate or a conference he had done four years ago where he did specifically condemn. Yeah. The, so after he, the the Charlottesville. Uh, pro- I don't know. Probably. Right. Yeah. yeah so he, he said, "I condemn white supremacy." Exactly. So I, well, he made the mistake of equating uh, the people on both sides, claiming there were certain people there that were just protesting uh the taking down of civil rights statues which i'm not sure how accurate that is mm-hmm. but he in that same context said i condemn white supremacy white supremacy should be rooted out it's an evil yeah but show me one time where trump in four years actually did an action which is racist or yeah. you know or <laughs> or gave money or support to a racist show me that and then we'll talk, right? Yeah. You can't. He didn't. He, he didn't. didn't like write. And uh, he wouldn't he, he because his family is he Jewish. He didn't send a mean text to David Duke, so he's he's a racist. Don't get the reference. David Duke was like the Grand Wizard or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, he refused to condemn David Duke. Mm. It's like okay, yeah. Which leads me to this. Uh, we are now. Uh, we didn't mention it, but we are now. Uh, oh, the ramen is on on its way. Oh yes, and we get we got instructions. Guys, the second the ramen comes, this episode is over. So, depending on whether you like us or not, pray for. There are ramen. instructions. Noodles, they're fresh, and they might become a goosh one. A one piece. They might become. A, they might like stick together. Yeah. If that Coagulate. happens, if that happens, put some water on them. Uh, the soup, if it's not hot enough, you can microwave it. Okay. Um. And that's okay. That's I don't think we did a read. Okay, that. actually, I, th- can I you thought tell, it's can fascinating. You read me more. <laughs> no, but uh, um, back to Trump um, on the forward. We're now uh, sponsored by the forward. Yes. So check them out. Go to forward.com/slash two NJB. Yes, yes, yes. Let's let's and, talk about yeah. the forward a bit. The forward. You go to forward.com/slash/two NJB and you get an exclusive offer, guys. Really, check out forward.com. Uh, it's a great source to read news, um, you know, opinion, commentary, all through a Jewish lens. Forward.com slash 2NJB, and you get an exclusive offer. But it doesn't mean we have to agree with everything. Absolutely not. They but say. it's important to read all sides. Yeah. So on an article by uh, Steve North from September 13th, 30th, uh, 30th. 30th um, and it's titled... 100-year-old Holocaust survivor compares Trump to Hitler. Yeah. And that's from the foreword, of of course. Um, And then you sent a bunch of boring stuff, so I lost everything. Oh, the woman who... uh, That's from the article. uh, The woman who was forced to listen daily to Adolf Hitler's lunatic rants on the radio um, for seven years in the 1930s was blunt. 
And that's the quote. When I hear Trump speak, I hear Hitler. When I see his rallies, it's like what I saw in Nazi Germany. I... I don't I don't I don't get it to, to we talked about it in the past and that I think that begs the question can a Holocaust survivor be a Holocaust denier oh yeah that's dark <laughs> that's going far that's dark I would no, call because her a Holocaust I, denier I, I tell you in the past I said that making those making those comparisons yeah. are, are ho- it's Holocaust denial in my opinion generally speaking because to a degree yeah. because 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 Trump isn't Hitler. He isn't Hitler. Yeah. No, he didn't murder. We talked about it in the past. He didn't murder millions of millions of people. He didn't he, he didn't legislate uh you racist he didn't laws or power um, by killing off his political opponents. He yeah. was elected democratically. Uh, yeah, so 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 when you compare them and you say Trump is Hitler, you reduce, you're undermining yeah. Hitler. And that's uh, what's called a soft Holocaust denial, in yeah. my opinion. It is. And it is. I, I I'm absolutely, you know, I agree with that. I, I at the beginning said I wouldn't go that far, but you're right. You're you are right. It is really, uh, it's to draw such parallels. I, that's the thing. I get. I guess I'm uncomfortable calling it Holocaust denial because she obviously did not deny. Holocaust denial is reserved for a group of people who deny that the Holocaust was a historical uh, was a historical event that even took place. They deny mm. the magnitude of it. The they magnitude. Deny, yeah, yeah, they deny the magnitude. So what I'm saying is I don't think she's denying, but she's minimizing. Yeah. And I think that she's making false parallels and she's putting out falsehoods. But, but they call Holocaust deniers to people but, who say only 2 million Jews died. Yeah, in but Holocaust. that's what I'm saying. She's that's not also, saying that. Yes, but that's also minimization, right? Mm, so that's what I'm saying. It's much so, lighter. I, do, it is. I wouldn't call it Holocaust denial. I would okay. put it in a new category, call it, calling it, I don't know, false parallels of the Holocaust, okay. minimization of the Holocaust, right? Okay. Minimization of the evil of Hitler. Right. Yeah. That's what you have. That's what you end up doing when you compare, you know, democratically elected uh, presidents of a free country to uh, dictator. Hitler. Yeah. Yeah. Who murdered. Um, so, yeah. And I also don't understand. I don't understand the like why someone this is like indicative of the of the left's uh, world's outlook. Right. Is that like you've experienced something so you can speak on some authority on that thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. I can't understand the plights of a black man, and I don't understand what, you know, I don't understand the existence of a black man. He has this unique perspective on the world because of his blackness. Um, and the same goes for, like, a Holocaust survivor, right? Yeah. She's all of a sudden endowed with this, you know, understanding of the world that I will never have. And to a certain degree, personally, it's true. She has, she an has understanding traumatized of the Holocaust. No, she has. She has. It. Yes, she has an understanding of the personal experience yes. of going through the Holocaust. Yes, but that doesn't endow her with some intellectual superiority. That doesn't endow her with some superior intelligence. It doesn't make her any authority to speak on. You know, if Trump is Hitler, if she were a historian, which is just ridiculous, a professor of history in Harvard, yeah. that would be a different. Uh, she's, she, of course, she's, 
she has the right for for her for this opinion yeah she does no, but it's it's but to, when it's to conflate like it's to try and play an emotional trick on you this person survived the holocaust what you you can't you're not going to listen to what they say yeah i'm going to listen but when you put yourself out there like when she's a grown-up lady and uh, ho- hopefully she knows what she's doing and when she puts herself out there and so you you have to have the right to to debate and also to counter her arguments but that's what i'm saying i think it's into like that it's intellectually lazy to even put something like that out because it's to say that because she survived the holocaust she has like no let's talk about the rationality of her point of view let's discuss whether or not she's saying is something smart intelligent makes sense promotes good values good ideas otherwise what does it matter what she went through anyway Ay, ay, ay. And yeah, and one last thing. Michael Moore tweeted about Trump. <laughs> Trump is just like, <laughs> he's the, he's the never, the never ending well. He just there you keeps go. giving. Read it. Uh, so someone drew in the North, wrote, uh, tweeted, thoughts and prayers that the coronavirus makes a speedy recovery. Just pretty funny. But uh, Michael Moore, but it's also kind of vicious. Michael Moore retweeted Director it. of the Bowling Green, yeah. Columbine. And Bowling Columbine and... Uh, Fahrenheit 11.9. Shitty movies. Um, that poor virus got sucked into his body and is now trapped there. How can it escape? He wants to use it as a prop. See this China flu? I beat it. Just like I'll beat Biden. They're both a hoax. My thoughts and prayers, too, are with COVID-19. Yeah. What an idiot. Yep. Okay. Moving on. (laughs) Back to Israel. Uh, It's been pretty hectic here. Yeah. Guys, we're on lockdown for weeks, and there's no end in sight. I I was just reading the law the other day, and it's like if they they have the... Every seven days, they need to reaffirm the... Yeah, but they can do it up to 45 days and then they can extend it by no more than 60 days, the corona law itself, like the state of emergency. Yeah, yeah. And then within the state of emergency, they can extend the... (sighs) It's just... It's just ridiculous. So I have, like, made up my mind Mm -hmm. that I'm uh, I'm not going to be voting for Benjamin Netanyahu next election because it's... Like, to me, he's just, this is the problem is that most people think that the fact that Israel, most people count the dead and the lower the dead count, the death count, the more successful the the treatment of COVID was. Here in Israel? Around the world. Like, oh, look at this country. They have hardly any deaths. Oh, look at this country. They have 200,000 deaths. You know, the United States. The United States has failed. Um to a certain degree, and I know this is going to be controversial, but to a certain degree, I think that the 200,000 deaths are to the U.S.'s credit. Um, it's obviously each death is a tragedy and is death is just is always a tragedy. But especially when it happens to innocent people who get a disease, um, it's a tragedy. But the 200,000 deaths in the United States, to me, symbolize the fact that, that freedom is of the utmost importance. But you, you're a bit ideologically elastic, I feel. Why? I, I, one of the previous, I think, recaps, I wish I had it. Uh, I didn't prepare the quote, but you, you said something like, um, 
when we talked about the situation in Israel, um, you said, but the deaths here are very low. They told you the sick is very high. Yes. And you said, yes, but I only care about the, I really care about the death numbers. Yeah, because so I, also care, ca I care about the death. Meaning, no, but you cared about about the numbers. You cared about numbers that, that were low at the time. Yeah, but my care is just whether or not it's a serious misfortune that is occurring that doesn't influence whether or not I think the government should do anything about it. Meaning, but, I, I think that yes, it's if there are high death numbers, it's a tragedy. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the cover government has failed. And I don't look to the government to take care of COVID. But let me ask you this. We argued about it also on WhatsApp and we'll get to there. But, but how can you explain that if you look at the modern countries, okay, the OECD countries, out of those countries, 95% of the countries uh, took measures to reduce the illness by quarantine or uh, restrictions. Mm -hmm. So you, Ethan Weinstein, yeah, from Haifa, born in Haifa. I wasn't born in Haifa. Born in New Jersey. New Jersey, Haifa, <laughs> Haifa, New, New Jersey. Haifa's a sister city. Um, Inglewood. Spent two years in Haifa as a child. <laughs> One year. One year, and then moved back. Yes. And eventually ended up in Florentine. Have we met? <laughs> <laughs> and yes. Okay. And so, walking by the smell so of piss me, every day Aitan in the Weinstein, a big nobody. You. Yes. No better. Than all the European countries, yeah, and all the Western yeah. civilization, oh, the you European definitely, you <laughs> <laughs> definitely know better than you Europeans. Know, you Those know better know than Boris Johnson. And no, Boris Johnson initially yes. had a, had a plan. Yes, he was a man then, with a plan. But then he changed but then his he, mind. He got because he got scared. That people died. No, because he got scared because politicians only give a shit about getting reelected. So, no. so the second they sense danger to their re-election efforts, they're, of course, going to be influenced But they get by the that. mandate from the people. So if Bibi does the lockdown, that's his mandate. That's why people chose him. No, but there, is, there are certain unalienable rights, which is my opinion. First of all, if we look at Europe, Sweden, for example, didn't do a lockdown. Under six thousand dead, like five thousand. There were some restrictions. They, no, they they did they basically like 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 rough guidelines, big events, Sababa, rough guidelines. Yeah, and they they, they got it. They got they don't have ultra orthodox they don't population. Have, they don't have a death in Sweden already. I don't know how long. They don't have the ultra orthodox population doesn't here in matter. Israel. Just doesn't matter. Point is, no. Hold on, let me answer. Uh, the point is that there are certain unalienable rights. There are certain rights that you cannot restrict. And one of them is the pursuit of happiness and liberty, basically. So, And the other is the, the right for living. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But yeah. your life is not... I mean, that is not... Uh, it's COVID. I mean, you could have the same argument about the flu. And I know the flu is not COVID, but... Thousands of people die of the flu. But it never every collapsed. Year. Hospitals, Actually, hundreds of thousands Hospitals of people die didn't around the world from the flu. Doesn't matter. Hundreds it of thousands does. of people die of the flu every year. So in where are world. you drawing your line? In the world, yeah. Okay. So where are you drawing your line? Well, you, apparently you, you draw it here. Line. You draw it when hospitals tell you we are about to collapse. Okay, about to. Hospitals haven't collapsed yet. Yes, but and if they did. If they did, then they collapse. Sometimes hospitals collapse. I don't understand. Like, 
It's like, but they, what do you mean sometimes they collapse? No, they don't. Usually they don't collapse. Here in Israel, no, sometimes they never they collapse. Sometimes, Even in wars. Sometimes the capacity of hospitals, the capacity of civilization for certain ailments and injuries is exceeded. And, and there's lots of death. That, that happens throughout history. I don't understand how it's different than a war. Like if a war is too costly in life, then what? We should just stop it? No, but you go and fight in the war, right? Yeah. You go and fight in the war. And, so I'm, and I'm you s- might shut down businesses and civilians like in the... I'm saying in World War Two, mm-hmm. right? I, I don't know. In the Battle of Midway, 2000... Uh, not 2000. Oh, here's the ramen. The ramen. I'm just going to keep making my point, okay. even though you're not listening. Okay. No, we'll wait. I don't know how long I'll be able to hold on, though, without uh, getting my ramen while my ramen sits here. But basically, you're listening. My point is that in certain battles in in the in the Second World War, for example, right? Yeah. Okay, we're gonna wait a bit. I need my ramen. Anyway, <clears throat> so. Uh, make your point. Huh? Make your point. No, but you're not here. I'm gonna wait for you to come back, and then I'll make my point. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in, first of all. Um, we got a lot of good episodes. I'm going to fill you in, guys, with, with some of the content that we have coming your way. First of all, uh, an episode uh, with Idan Reichel just came out, so you got to check that out. We recorded an episode with Aki Avni, who is a really prominent Israeli actor. Yes. Uh, it's coming okay. out soon also, uh, so stay tuned for that. We have a bunch of good content coming your way. World War Two. So what I'm saying is that basically in certain battles in World War Two, you know, thousands of Americans died, uh, sometimes tens of thousands. Um, and I don't. So so we could have said, you know, OK, look at all these deaths. Let's pull out. Let's stop. Like, how is it a justification that there's too many people dying or, you know, this is. The hospitals but are going to collapse. Let's, let's, so we shut down. No, I don't understand how that's a justification to shut down civilization. But if there's a war, yeah. right? Let's stay with your example. Um, you shut down civilization to fight the war sometimes. You draft people. You draft people against their will. Yeah. What happened? Like all the hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands of, of young people in America who got uh, recruited... Uh, drafted in the 60s to go to Vietnam against their will. You heard their freedoms. You heard their freedoms. There were a lot of draft dodgers, and most of the people who went went willingly. Meaning, and in Europe, in World War Two, and in World War Two, no, they didn't go willingly. No, they they mostly did. They got a draft. They went. No, they and here in Israel, in Yom Kippur War, in yeah. First Lebanon War, no, people are forced to to, to draft. So what's I don't think so. I think people get a draft and they go from responsibility. They go okay. from a sense of so, responsibility. You can, you can, so uh, here, most you people, can, not, you can refuse to go. So They're not here, going to drag you out okay. to the front line. They're going to take you to jail. Yeah, here you can refuse to to stay quarantined, but they're going to drag you to jail. Here, yeah, no. or or they're gonna they're gonna fine you. Mm, maybe, but the point is, yeah, they the you have examples where similar measures, but you you. Like you should come and say it's not like a war. It's not like World War Two. It's I, I don't think it is like a war because there's not an enemy that's a person that's actually yeah. attacking us. It's a disease. 
I just don't see the justification. I, I, what I agree is that once you see, because they tried to prevent demonstrations and they failed, like you had huge protests against regulations here in Tel Aviv mm-hmm. and all, everywhere, and they broke all the rules, the demonstrators. And the ultra-Orthodox held tremendous events during uh, Yom Kippur and Sukkot, and I just read a statistics that, uh, I don't know, how many thousands of people got sick because of Yom Kippur prayers in mm. synagogues. And and the ultra-Orthodox, they essentially, they say, like, we are not interested um, in, in lockdown. In lockdown, we are for herd immunity. That's their, that's what they say. Yeah. Um, but then we, when we argued on WhatsApp, I told you, but what if hospitals actually collapse? Yeah. And because that's the main argument, right? I think we can agree that if... BB knew that shows the weakness of the argument, but if it does, if you fall back on that, which is like an edge case, which might happen, might not happen, and and it's about the capacity of a certain system to deal with the problem. Like if I, but if I told you for that reason, you're 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 holding people's liberties uh, hostage. I agree with the. I agree that ideally. Like I'd rather they invested all those funds in enlarging the the healthcare system. Of course, I'm for privatization after this whole uh, debacle because I see how the ultra orthodox they are they are like fifteen percent of the population. And they are like more than thirty percent of the sick, mm-hmm. and we finance the entire. A health system and they we are paying for their medical bills essentially yeah um, so there's no incentive so there's no incentive care. yeah to, for them to care so i'm all for privatization after especially after what's if you're working all day to earn and put money and put uh, food on the table and buy and, the, your insurance and and no but forget that if you're working all day to pay for yeah and then and you know that's what i mean and then and you know if you get sick it's going to cost you yeah then you're then incentivized you're to likely s- to stay at home yeah or to be careful very yeah. careful um but that's exactly my point is that you're in favor of privatizing the healthcare system i am but basically what but you're saying is that let's uh, correct long- one injustice with another injustice. because no, i'm saying as long as it's not privatized so, i'm living in yeah. reality so let's correct one injustice with another <laughs> injustice well what's the alternative to what's the alternative? fight injustice with justice Meaning privatizing. Meaning do what's right at any given moment. Stop stop yeah, trying but to But like, I can't do anything right now. I can't. I can't. You I can, can be in favor of something. I'm not saying yeah, do anything. I'm in I'm favor saying, of privatization. No, but, but you should right be, I'm now, saying you shouldn't be in favor of lockdowns either because it's an injustice that's coming to cure another injustice. I'm, I never said I'm in favor for lockdowns. What I was, was going to say is that after I saw that the ultra-Orthodox yeah. are not respecting the lockdown and also the demonstrators, the protesters... So it's futile to that all the rest of us are sitting at home where no, certain parts it, of fo- populations don't give a damn. It's futile unless you enforce it. And that's what the problem is, right? It's like if you start enforcing it. And so the good citizens of the world <laughs> listen to what the government says. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the other people don't. Unless you enforce, you cannot... like. That's just the the way of the world. You can't put down law without enforcement. Yeah. Especially if it goes beyond, uh, uh, like human nature, right? So you can you don't necessarily even have to put down a law for 
do not murder. People will most likely not murder, right? Because it's part of us, right? We have developed as a society where that's not just law, but that's kind of the social contract. We don't murder each other. Yeah. But you can't put down a law that's beyond that and then not enforce it and expect people to... So either you drag people out of the street that are breaking uh, uh, lockdown and take them to jail, and then that's a really scary scenario in my opinion. They have been doing it. Yeah, you but, see certain videos, but yeah. it's like, but it's yeah, it's only symbolic. Um, it's symbolic, and in the end of the in the end of the day, they cannot. They realized they cannot enforce it on the demonstrators and the ultra orthodox. They just can't. So now we're like in this gray area. I haven't seen my parents for a few weeks, but so that's what I want people to imagine. Is like imagine someone walking down from their house going to the supermarket or going to Ikea to buy some furniture. They're a young couple. They're 25 years old, 30 years old. They're going to Ikea to buy a new sofa because they moved into a new apartment, Mm -hmm. right? Imagine that couple getting stopped by the cops and dragged off to jail, okay? That's that's, because in order to make sense of it, in my opinion, you have to be comfortable with that. Because if it's a law, then it needs to be enforced. Yeah. So what are you going to say? But be, the whole idea of them breaking quarantine is that they're risking the public health. They're risking people's lives. So what? Taking them to jail is too strict. You're just going to fine them. Fine. Imagine that couple getting a thousand dollar fine. Is that? Is that? Do you feel like that's fair? Do you feel like that's okay? Do you not feel like that's an injustice? I think that that's clearly an injustice. It's just that, you know, Sharon and myself. We're good citizens. We don't want to get a $1,000 fine. Mm-hmm. So we're going to stay at home because, you know, whatever. We're going to try and avoid that. But if you were to actually take this to a place where it's, like, implemented, it would be a horrific sight. So how does how does it make sense? If we open everything, okay, we open everything. And soon enough, the numbers of sick is, is tremendous and hospitals start collapsing. That's, that's a scenario that could happen. Then it's... what? Then what? First of all, it, like for me, it's reminiscent of climate change, and it's the sense that like there's this looming disaster that like we must avoid. Then what? What are you gonna do? Like Sabab, okay, all that could happen, um, but in the meantime, we are like committing other injustices to try and avoid that. I think that first of all, we should fight to privatize the healthcare system. But I think that even with a public healthcare system, Israeli society is ingenuitive and adaptive and uh, resilient enough to like overcome it. And and if you're wrong. I mean, but that's... But BB is going to pay the price if if you're wrong. But BB is going to pay the price if tens of thousands of people die because the hospitals start collapsing and you can treat heart attacks. responsibility he took when he decided to run for president. Uh, okay. Prime Minister, but now, he has so to take responsibility but he also, for that. But, but he chooses to take responsibility. And, and I think and, that his choices are uh, usurping unalienable rights of But most people citizens. maybe disagree with you. We'll yeah. see in the next election. Uh, that's, that's why I feel kind of lonely in this country. <laughs> 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 no, really. I think, it's, uh, I think we should have more municipal rules. Although in it's Israel. changing. Like I more... think many people are starting to think like you. Like I yeah. saw so many posts. People... people are getting fed up. My mom also is kind of like uh, 
annoyed with me at the beginning for being so like against lockdowns and too ideological. But you know, she hasn't seen her granddaughter in like I don't know how long. Mm-hmm. She, you know, my my sister had kids. Uh, she had her first kid about two years ago, and they just had a, a a new baby. They're both so adorable, and my mother like is just dying to see them, and she can only see them, you know, so often. She hasn't seen them in my, you know, and she's. She's just thinking, you know, so slowly I think it's trickling through and people are like, wait a second, who the F are these people to tell me what I can do? And it's true. You assess your own risks. So my mom, assume I think my mom, the way her life would look, right? How would her life look? She would not see friends. She would probably not go out to malls. She would stay home for the most part. Once a week, she would drive down to Jerusalem or my sisters would drive to to my sister and her husband and the kids would come, right? She would see us on weekends. She would keep her interaction with people limited. And that's what happened. That's what would happen, hopefully, is that you have but to... But others wouldn't be as careful. So they would suffer the consequences no, of their actions. No, we, we, we all will suffer. Yeah, because of the hospitals. Yes. And it always goes back to the hospitals. <laughs> but it's not true because my mom, if she's careful hopefully has a much lower chance of getting corona and you're right if she does she suffers but i think that that suffering mm-hmm. is the cost of living in a society first of all it's the cost of making the mistake of having socialized well uh, health care but it's also the cost of living in a society there you take certain risks it's like saying i pay for the risks of drunk drivers so i don't know should take anybody who drinks and but the numbers of COVID deaths and drink driving deaths are so different from each other. Yeah, but I'm saying you take certain risks. Sometimes they're higher. Here it's high. It's very high. It's pretty high. Yeah. Anyway. Well, one, you know, soon we're not even going to have Netflix here in Israel to to pass the COVID by. So here in Israel, guys, since it's not Hebrew, nobody speaks Hebrew, right? Except for us. So it's not very profitable to make content in Hebrew, TV shows, movies. So the way they um, like uh, incentivized uh, creators is by enforcing the TV channels and like the cable uh, networks. They force them to invest in Israeli movies and TV shows as part of their license. Yeah. So if you're a cable company, they tell you you want this license. Certain broadcast, amount of uh, your... Then you got to put, put yeah. this in this million shackles. It's like in the basketball league, they have what's called the Russian rule, where like a certain amount of players on the court at all time have to be Israeli. And now these companies, uh, the cable companies, the, cha- the channels, they go to the state and say, hey, what the hell is this? We are paying tens and, t- and hundreds of millions of shackles because we were forced to. And this Netflix fellows... They are are operating here. They Blowing earn money out here, of the water. and and they are not forced to invest. This is not In fair. Shitty content. <laughs> yeah. So no, it's not always shitty that this content brought us Fauda. It brought us no, obviously, but Fauda was Fauda funded by this. It's it's, it's partly it's, yeah, partly partly. Yeah. 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 But Fauda's success. Okay, there's a ton of other. Uh, con- there's a lot of yeah. other content that was funded by this and 
yeah. and failed. Yeah. Fauda's success is built on the fact that the creators of Fauda are super creative people who are determined and created it and, and end up creating it. Now it's funded but by Netflix. But movies, for example, Israeli movies that won so many awards in recent years, blah, 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 uh, they wouldn't have been made probably. They'll find uh, funding. And if the, them not being made is, uh, let me put it, this way not a tragedy <laughs> i mean oh no like some movie wasn't made yeah people are like uh, but it's the it's the culture it's the heart of it it's like like shut up <laughs> no it's it's a movie like so what so anyway our minister of communications um uh, what's yeah. his name yoaz um, yoaz hendel he, he was wants one of the guys who jumped ship right to regulate yeah he he wants to regulate um, Netflix and force them to invest money in Israeli content. Now they invest money in Israeli content. We're gonna have they invested in Fauda. Uh, yeah, for example, they bought Fauda. They bought yeah. Fauda, but they also create original content like Devil Next Door, whose creator we're gonna have in a, in a week or two. Yes. Um, and so they do it by themselves, and yet the country wants to. So yeah, that's pretty. Stupid. It's such a stupid rule. It's so frustrating, <laughs> but it's so like you know, I can't. Just so many Israelis are probably like, "Yeah, that's a good idea." And it's yeah. so frustrating. It's so frustrating how you can think it's a good idea to force like a. Also, the chutzpah. I guess it's natural that it, that Israel would do it, right? The chutzpah. Yeah. Right. Hey Netflix, come, come, come here, come here, come here, come here. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna need uh, some good Jewish content, okay? We're gonna need it in Hebrew, and we're gonna need it fast. Yeah, all right. Otherwise, we will not let you yeah. into our lucrative, yes, TV industry. TV. We have, you have seven, you make, eight million viewers. You make so much money here. <laughs> yes, so many people. Yes, you are operating in Russia, Brazil. Uh, God. But here, this is where you need the. This is everybody knows. The yeah. Israeli Without viewership us, is like the is like the El Dorado. Yeah. Without us, you'll have no. So and then services like Hulu, for example, guys, we don't have Hulu in Israel. Yeah. And a service like Hulu now, they got to be crazy to to come here. Yeah. Who's going to come and be like, oh yeah, that sounds like a good investment. <laughs> yeah. I have to spend certain amount of money creating content in this foreign language for i don't know israel doesn't it has a population of 10 million but how many of them watched it like ratings here guys are crazy right like a good tv show is like a million people watched it right not even not even like a million people is unheard of 500 unheard of for a million people to watch a tv show uh in the states you have episodes that get network tens of millions like like close to 20 million yeah views and then the long-term viewership is just insane so yeah. it's like it's nobody's but what's what was interesting in that article is that netflix had wanted to bring this guy into a meeting and say look we're gonna invest anyway because yeah they know that israeli creators have no the potential for violence yeah no exactly <laughs> you guys don't have to force us no but you have to you have to otherwise Yes, you can't. Also, next thing you know, they're going to be like, no, you cannot invest more than 15% in Israeli yeah. content. We don't want you investing more than yes and, and can. You yeah. have to invest only 15%. Exactly 15%. It's like, oh, God. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Anyway, want to so, wrap things up? Soon, soon. Oh, there's more? You there don't want to eat? I ramen? do want to eat ramen. What else but is what there? What else we got? No, That's yeah. it. 
yeah. moving apartments. Ah, uh, yeah, you you found a new apartment. Yes, that was that's exciting. Iran's economy is at rock bottom. That's yeah. less exciting. I mean, it's actually pr- it's good for us. Bad for them. Yeah, I wanted I want to talk about it because of Trump, right? Because uh, Trump is a is a Nazi, right? But yeah. you know who is a Nazi, or it's maybe the closest to Nazis, it's Iran. Yeah, and their economy. So I I have I have numbers, I have research, and the numbers say that um, before um, before Trump's uh, during Obama's nuclear uh, deal, the Iranian uh, real. Yeah, was worth thirty two thousand to a dollar. Oh, 30, someone wrote thirty two thousand to a dollar. Wait, keep going. I'll I'll find the comments. Yeah, thirty two thousand to a dollar. And now, after Trump's, uh, when Trump's Trump, uh, went out of the deal, right now yeah. it's three hundred thousand for a dollar. So times, times 10, ten worse. Wow. Okay, so he wow. crippled Iranian economy. Thus, doing a huge uh, service to the service world. to the world. So yeah. and his and his Hitler. Okay, yeah, guys. Yeah. Also, so he interesting took statistic. out one of the lead commanders of uh, military yeah. commanders in Qasem Iran. Hus- uh, Soleimani. Qasem Soleimani. Um, what are people writing? What a what a what a Nazi. What a Nazi. I don't know how to find the... Shylock says, strongly recommend Naguri noodles over ramen. (laughs) That's what you got out of this, man. (laughs) This whole hour episode. I'm Uh, actually so hungry right now. We need to wrap things uh, up. It's sitting right there. The Tom Tom ramen. I need some. I need some Tom Tom ramen PlayStation. And also, Denota says, there is no way to prevent the spread absolutely until there is a vaccine and the developer of the vaccine has an incentive to keep improving the vac until more are infected. What? Okay. Conspiracies. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, let's go eat ramen. Guys, we are uh, sponsored by The Forward. Yes. Check them out. Forward.com slash 2NJB for an exclusive... um, subscription subscription price check them out yes you get 67 percent off guys you get six months for 10 bucks yes also subscribe to their newsletter yes stay up to date and check them out highly recommended also forward.com israelnationalnews.com yes yes, yes. highly recommended website facebook page check them out and last but not least the australian jewish news ajn.timesofisrael.com Check them out for Australian angle on the Jewish world. And of course, we do yes. this on our free time. So if you guys want to help us out, go to 2NJB.com slash donate. Yes. And throw us a few checks. And also, uh, guys, subscribe to our YouTube channel because yes. uh, this is, if you're listening to this on your podcasting app, then you should know that uh, this was broadcasted live on YouTube exclusively. Yes. So if you haven't subscribed, you're you're losing. You're missing out. You're missing also, out. we are, are most of our episodes go up onto YouTube, so check them out. You can find us on all the major channels. Yes, Philip Freud Front says thanks, y'all. Thank you, Philip, <laughs> for being the only. <laughs> Thank you, Philip. Thank you for being the only person <laughs> who watched this. All okay. right, guys. Bye for now. Take it easy.